Hey guys, you are listening to Apricity. My name is Sion. I am your host. Apricity means the warmth of the sun in the winter. I'm hoping this podcast brings you some comfort. Let's get into today's episode, which is on friendship. This has actually been my most requested topic which makes sense because friendship is such a universal thing we all have ups and downs with. We will get into how to make friends, leaving friendships, coping with the endings of friendships, how to be a good friend, how to attract the right friendships. It's totally normal to have seasons of your life where you don't have a lot of friends, or you no longer align with your friends. I've had multiple times in my life where I've had to leave friendships or I have not had any friends, really. When I was in college, I transferred colleges and I moved to a city where I did not know one person. I had a really hard time meeting people. I definitely know what it's like to feel lonely and to feel like you want to create a new life for yourself with your friends. And now I feel like I'm in a place where I have really, really strong friendships. First, what makes a good friend? I think in order to attract the friends you want, you have to really show up in the world as your most authentic self. Not as the person that you think other people will like, but who you want to be and who you feel your highest self is. I think sometimes we kind of just expect others to know what we want or what we value in a friendship, but we might not necessarily be showing those things to them. Something I realized is that you have to just embody what you want to receive back. And that's like a universal law, right? It's what you put out is what you get back. You want to be in relationships with people where energy is reciprocated. And in every friendship, there's going to be one person who is stronger in certain areas and then another person who's stronger in other areas. I have friends who are really great planners And they'll be the friend that's like, okay, I'm going to book the table for dinner at this place. But then there's also other friends who are like the really maternal mom friend. And it's okay if there's certain areas where you're giving more than the other person or you're stronger in that area or they're stronger than you. As long as you are making sure that they're not feeling like they're overextending themselves. And you're not feeling like you're overextending yourself. Doing little things that let your friends know you love them. Baking for them, writing them notes, texting them and asking how their day was. Making them feel like the most special person on the planet. Because they are. That's who you spend your quality time with. And if you have friends where you're like, I don't really think that they're that great or they're that special, then you're not surrounding yourself with the right people. You want to be friends with people who you want to become like, 
and also people that inspire you, people you admire, people who encourage you to grow and become the person you want to be. It's really easy to forget that because sometimes I think we let the length of a friendship get in the way, how long we've been friends with someone. We let who that person is get in the way. A lot of times I see people who have friendships that don't fill their cup and it's because they're hanging out with someone who might be really cool or good looking but that person doesn't light them up or care about them. You can't hang out with people for their clout either. You want to hang out with someone who is just genuinely a nice person and makes you laugh and cares about you. There needs to be a sense of mutual admiration for each other. Ask yourself, what can I give to people? How can I make other people feel inspired? How can I uplift them? Sometimes I think having different morals gets in the way of having a good friendship and it is completely okay to decide a friendship is no longer healthy for you. I had a friend where our friendship got to a point where I knew it was not headed in a direction that was healthy and instead of having a huge blowout fight, I just said I don't feel the same anymore here are the things that were impacting me and you say it in a I feel way when you tell someone how you feel without attacking them it usually leads to less conflict and chances are you've already communicated before the things that you think were challenges in your friendship and sometimes you have to accept that someone doesn't want to change or that's just who they are at this season in their life and you can wish them well and walk away and just know that you guys aren't on the same path anymore you guys might have been on the same path for a long time and that's what's so beautiful about friendship i think a lot of times the universe will hand you someone and They're like, okay, this person is going to help you learn these lessons or experience these beautiful things. And maybe you guys are only friends for a year. But I do believe everyone comes into our life for a reason or a season. It's normal that your paths are going to diverge in different directions as you both continue to evolve on your own. It's normal that you can still love someone a lot and decide that you're just going to love them from a distance. Sometimes when you're letting go of a friend, you have to look at the friendship and ask yourself, did the things change that I needed to change? And if they didn't, then maybe it's not aligned anymore. I wrote down a lot of the questions you guys asked and I'm just going to incorporate them as I talk but this is kind of just a stream of consciousness episode I try not to have super high expectations of people I know humans are imperfect a lot of times our expectations of people are ones that 
we couldn't even meet ourselves for someone else. Part of life is understanding that people have their own internal war happening and usually most things are not personal. It's always their inner world being projected onto you. Sometimes people get too busy. Someone asked me about working through friends who are competitive. Competition and ego can create anxiety in a friendship, for sure. I wouldn't say I'm a super competitive person. I was the youngest of three by five years, so... I was kind of used to there always being someone who was faster, stronger, better, smarter at whatever I tried to do, but I found that I would get inspired by what they could do, and I would try to work towards what they were doing, and I think that when you have a friend that maybe you're jealous of, or a friend that is doing super well, and they're killing it, it's okay to feel slightly insecure But you have to celebrate them the way you would want to be celebrated. Because, again, friendship is supposed to be something that adds value to your life. In your life, you will have a lot of different types of friends. You will have friends of the heart and friends of the road. Friends of the heart are the ones that you know you can always fall back on, you can always depend on. The ones that are kind of just your second family. Friends of the road are people that you don't have the same expectations of your friends of the heart, but you really enjoy their presence. Friends of the road might be your coworker that you get lunch with or someone that you go out with sometimes. A friend of the heart is your friend that you text and you're like, let's put on pajamas and watch movies together. And I will say, friends of the heart are very hard to come by. I have sought deeper friendships with people who didn't necessarily want to have deeper friendships, and I held them to the same expectations of treating me as my best friends, and that did not work out for me. I mentioned earlier that there was a time period where I didn't really have friends, and that was when I was in college, which a lot of people talk about college like it's the time where you meet your best friends. I was working a lot, teaching yoga. I had a hard time putting myself out there at first. I felt like as a transfer student, everyone already had their friend groups. I felt very, very lonely. I had to get to a point where I was like, okay, I'm just going to give love to everyone. I'm going to ask people to hang out. I'm going to be super friendly, even though I'm a more shy person. And maybe I won't find a friend of the heart, but I might find a lot of people who can teach me about the world and help me learn more about myself or inspire me. And I did. I worked on a lot of creative projects with people who... I probably wouldn't have necessarily hung out with otherwise. I would go make short films with people in Golden Gate Park. I was a part of a yoga club where I met a lot of people who were very different from me. They studied different things in school, they had different interests, and it was just years of exposure for me. It's hard to do. It's hard to not feel like you have really deep connection with people, 
It also taught me a lot about how to try to make friends. Because I had no friends, I had to think about what do I like to do? What am I interested in? Where do the people who are like-minded to me hang out? And you can even think about what type of people you looked up to as a kid. What do you see when you walk down the street that lights you up and you're like, that inspires me? And think about what spaces would the people who are similar to you be in? Or not even similar, but people who you might want to talk to. Because I think it's good to be friends with people who aren't similar to you. I have a lot of friends that I'm not similar to. So I went to poetry readings and joined a lot of clubs and would go to thrift stores and talk to the people who work there. And I found that even though I didn't make a best friend at my college, I met a lot of cool people. I got to try a lot of different things. And you do have to put yourself out there. You have to smile at people. Think about your body language. Do you look open? A lot of people don't realize that in their head they have this whole world happening that is not displayed in their exterior. So it's important to be friendly to people, to tell them that you think it's interesting that they play guitar and then ask them if they play shows and then go to those shows. You know, you have to put yourself out there. Someone asked me, how do you find friends that don't party a lot? Honestly, I met a lot of my friends who have similar lifestyles to me through social media by just displaying the life I lived and the things that I cared about. I think we forget that we matter, that you are such an interesting, unique individual. The more you put yourself out there, the more you're going to attract people who can connect with you. So social media, I think, is a great place to meet like-minded people. It's okay if you have friends that go out and party, even if you don't. And I think that people who are really aligned will not care if you drink or not. I don't care if my friends drink or party or not. I just care about how they show up in the world. Do they want to do the things I enjoy doing with me? It's okay to be different in that way. But if your friendship is solely based around partying together and drinking, then I get why you don't feel fulfilled from that friendship. So I feel like this kind of goes into making friends and keeping them. The number one thing that I have found that is important in my friendships is making sure that I am doing everything to be as comfortable with myself and confident as I can be. You can't have a strong relationship with others until you have a strong relationship with yourself. You can have everything in the world in common with someone and adore each other, but sometimes you just don't have the same values. And people might cross boundaries or they hurt you continually. If you've communicated to them the challenges that you guys have and things don't change, you have to reevaluate. Do I want to continue to put myself in certain situations? Is this someone who will admit to their mistakes and shift accordingly? Am I someone who will admit to my mistakes and shift accordingly? Do you guys take on problems like it's both of you versus the problem? Or do your egos get in the way and you just get at each other? Sometimes friendships can be mended. 
And if you're thinking that both of you guys have been flawed in the relationship, I think a good thing to do is try to just show up as the person you want them to be for you. If you try to mend things, if you try to move forward on your side, because ultimately the only person you're in control of is yourself, and you try to move forward with grace and compassion for the other person, and they don't do the same for you, then that's when I think you can be like, okay, this feels one-sided. It is really painful to lose a close friend, extremely painful, and it can feel like someone died when you lose someone. Trying to always see things as something that happened for you, not to get super woo-woo, but I always believe that my angels brought me someone for a period of my life because at the time we needed each other or maybe they needed you maybe if you had a one-sided friendship maybe that person really needed you to get by or maybe you really needed them and it is really painful when you lose a close friend i have felt more heartbroken over friend breakups than i have romantic ones before i think you can still wish that person well even if it ended badly And you can love someone from a distance. It's always better to leave it on a good note if you can. And maybe just write them a letter in your journal instead. Someone asked me, what is the hardest challenge you've faced in a friendship? Different morals. Having different morals from someone has been the hardest thing for me. How do you maintain friendships? I have a natural inclination to turn inwards and be very in my own head in my own world and that can be really hard on friendships so a lot of times I have to know that if I'm having a shitty day and it's my friend's birthday party I need to go to my friend's birthday party it cannot always be about me It cannot always be about how I'm feeling. You have to, to an extent, be selfless in friendships because the whole thing is you guys are lifting each other up, right? Obviously, you can't take care of that person and not yourself, but you have to overcome how you feel in the moment. We live in kind of an antisocial time. You can get stimulation without having to see people and you can socialize with people without having to see them, but... I do think quality time is the best way to maintain a friendship, showing people you care about them. Most of the time when I hang out with my friends, we might do an activity like going to the beach or doing a yoga class, but a lot of the time it's just us talking about life. I also think trying new things together is a great way to grow your friendship and have things to talk about and things to do outside of just chilling but I love just chilling I love just like getting ice cream with my friends and driving around someone said how much should you share in friendships I love this question because I think a lot of the time it can be easy to expect your friend to be your therapist but your friend has an entire life of their own that they're trying to work through And they're trying to figure their own things out. They have work or school. They have their own relationships outside of you. They have their family. 
And so if you're always coming to them and being like, oh my God, this bad thing just happened to me, even though it's just like a little part of your day, your friend doesn't need that. They don't need to hear all the negative things. However, I do think it's important to be real with your friends and tell them where you're at. I struggle with depression and sometimes just being like, I've been going through a hard time. This is what's been up and talking about it for just a little bit is good, but not searching for them to solve your problems or give you answers and then moving on to something else. Because you don't want to swim in your problems. You don't want to let the things that feel like they're destroying you, destroy you. I try to focus more on telling my friends the good things than the bad things. I try to talk to my friends about things that I have learned or I'm curious about or I am interested in. Advice for long-distance friendships. I think just sending each other voice memos, vlogs, FaceTimes, trying to keep up as much as possible without losing the present moment of where you are. Visiting each other is so fun. Someone said finding friend groups in your 20s. I find it relatively easy to build one-on-one friendships, but I struggle with groups. It seems like everyone has their group since forever, and I sometimes feel like I'm missing out on that. I personally don't have one friend group, and so I don't know if I'm the one to ask this. When you're in your 20s, it is so much harder to have the same group of friends you do everything with because everyone's lives are so separate and just moving in different directions, and we all have different schedules, and so I think that finding some type of group you can join a knitting club i have a friend who's in a knitting club or a book club but you definitely could find a friend group for that club and then maybe you meet your friend group through that it is hard though it is really hard to find a friend group and sometimes i just will throw together my friends who don't know each other at all and i just let us all hang out because it's okay that They are my individual friends and they're all meeting each other. That's how you form a friend group is just introducing people to each other and hanging out. That is all for today. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I definitely want to do a part two on this. Love your friend, Sion.